Let me open with a word of prayer. God, you know what I need to say, and you know what each individual needs to hear this morning, and so we ask, Lord, that we would be open to that. Whether we're the hearers or the speakers, may we be attentive to your call in our lives. In your holy name, amen. So because we're doing the Psalms of Ascent, we can be thinking about that spiritual journey that we are taking, but also the fact that it was taken in Jerusalem. And the idea in Jerusalem was to be moving towards God, which is the same idea that we are thinking about. So as these Psalms carried the Hebrew pilgrims up to Jerusalem, so they can take us on a journey towards the heart of God. We are on the way as followers of Christ. In Psalm 124, the one that we're focusing on today, that I've read, I can't even count how many times now in the last few weeks. Three main truths kept coming up for me as I was reading this psalm. The first one is, life is hard, God is present. Life is hard, God is present. The second one is we can all be theologians. We can all be theologians. And then the third one was the Bible applies to our lives today. The Bible applies to our lives today. So let's start at the beginning. Life is hard. No, duh. God is present. Aha. All of us have multiple things on a daily basis, a weekly basis, that could be attacking us regularly at any given moment. This has been an extremely hard week for me as I watched a good friend of of mine watching the floodwaters coming at her. A few of you have met this friend of mine, but all of you have seen her work because you're looking at it right now. She's our graphic designer at our church. Jody is not only a graphic designer but she and does amazing work, but she is a believer. And that's why I love that she does our work here at our church. She has a deep, deep love for Jesus Christ, and it shows up in her graphic design all the time. This is not her only passion, however. She also has a heart for trafficked women. And she's currently enrolled at Moody Bible Institute working towards her degree that will help her minister to this population of women. Some of you may even remember that Jody lost her father just six weeks ago, suddenly to a heart attack. And now she faces cancer and major surgery. This Wednesday, Jody will have surgery to remove a football-sized mass from her abdomen and lose a whole system of her body. Yet each time I have spoken to Jody on the phone or in text, she's saying things, proclaiming the healing power of Jesus Christ that can only come from God. She knows that her help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, I've watched this woman's life for 20 years, and I've watched how this world has almost swallowed her up. 
She's almost been killed by the world before. But because of her personal relationship with Jesus Christ, she has escaped like a bird. Jody has been one of those friends who has allowed me into her deep spiritual life. It has been a privilege to see God's work and hand on her life. And to see her notice God's hand on her life, however it unfolds. There have been many a time when I have heard her say similar words to this psalm. Diana, what if the Lord had not been on my side? She says these words out of deep amazement. She can hardly believe sometimes how God protects her and saves her and provides for her in situations. It has always been a joy to watch Jody reflect. Wow, what if God had not been on my side during my life at this time? She can't even imagine how much harder life would be if God had, had not been there. I challenge you to ask yourself that same question. What if God were not in your life? What if he were not on your side? Take that in for a moment. So verse 2 says this, let all Israel repeat. So let's repeat it together. What if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us? Say it again. What if the Lord had not been on our side when they would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger? Again, what if the Lord had not been on our side? The waters would have engulfed us. The torrent would have overwhelmed us. Again, for the last time, what if the Lord had not been on our side? Yes, the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. But... Praise to the Lord who did not let their teeth tear us apart. We escaped like a bird from the hunter's trap. The trap is broken and we are free. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Say that last line with me again. Our help is from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. So where is your help coming from? Who are you looking for to protect you in your life from your enemies? How are you getting through the average, rough, awful day? When those waters feel like they're going to engulf you and drag you under. When have you narrowly escaped life circumstances and flew away like a bird from the hunter's trap? Do you fly away? Or do you lay in that trap waiting for it to clamp down on you again? Are you like Darlene Brown when she worships? Even though she has cancer, she raises her hands in worshiping the God who saves her. Are you flying free knowing that you are serving a God who is present even in the worst of life? Are you banking on and focusing on the eternal promise that we have? That we will walk in eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Or are you focusing on the things of this world that are overwhelming you in the here and now? In God's word, he promises us he will never leave us nor forsake us. He also says that this world, you will have trouble. But I have overcome the world. Is life hard? Yes. That statement has been true since the beginning of time. Do we have a big God? Absolutely. I was just talking to Diane Anderson last week, and they have the earthly complication of cancer in Larry's life as well. As Diane and I were talking, she was talking to me about how God, the God of all creation, if he is my God, then we have a big God. Diane witnessed a sunrise this, that morning that had, had captivated her and reminded her of these words from the psalm. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He is big enough to create the world. He is big enough to cancer, for cancer. He can tackle death. He can overcome the biggest things in our lives. One way each day that we can notice if God is there or not is doing the prayer of examine. Now, some of you might say, I've already heard this before. She's talked about it in a sermon before, or we did it during Windy City Project, or at Stephen Ministries, or, or, or. Obviously, I think it's a good way to notice where God's at work. So I'm going to teach you a very simplified version of this that we've, um, I just taught the youth group uh, a couple weeks ago. And you just have to remember three words. Up, down, and forward, depending on what your forward is. Up. Anything that's positive in your life, anything you could thank God for, anything that is good and well. You could do this at dinner one night doesn't matter what age you are. Down, things that are hard. Sin that you've entered into and you need forgiveness for. Things that you need God's help with because you know you couldn't do it on your own. And forward. How would you like God to enter in with you? How would you like to enter in with God so that you are moving forward with God? That you are going forward, just like the Psalms of Ascent. We are ascending towards God. So what are the things that are moving you in the direction of Christ? We are called into relationship with God. That's what this whole series is about. It's actually what all of Christianity is about. Moving towards a deeper relationship with God. Now last Last week, no, two weeks ago, when Emily Burks and I um, met so she could work on this, um, I'm mentoring her this year for confirmation. So we met and um, we started to listen to the psalm on my iPad as we read along with it. And as we listened, she imagined, and Emily has an incredibly creative mind, as you can see. But as we studied this passage a very clear picture came to her right away. And I will tell you, she described this picture before she created it. Me, who doesn't have as much artistic ability, thought, I don't know how she's going to pull this off, but she did. 
I was amazed. But as she was thinking and and as she was imagining this picture, she asked a question. She said, who are the people that are attacking? Oh, let's look that up. (laughs) So we looked it up and we realized that there isn't one specific answer. As, As I had read it, it was all a metaphor. But for her... She wanted to know who the attackers were. And so we looked at different theologians and we realized that there was more than one right answer. There were a few different ideas of who the enemy might be. And what happened for me in that moment is I was reminded that we all can be theologians. I had my thoughts on the passage of scripture and Emily at 12 years old, almost 13 this week, (laughs) had her idea of what scripture would be, what it meant. And right now in the high school, we're using a curriculum during the nine o'clock hour where we're we're talking about the entire Bible in 36 lessons. The concept behind it is that you read the story twice and you interact with it. You think about the scriptures, you ask questions, you wonder what's happening in this passage. And almost every week, there's a deep theological question that comes up that theologians have debated throughout the years. It makes me excited. I think, here are some high schoolers that are digging into scripture so deeply that they're asking the questions that theologians are struggling to answer. But they're digging at it. And they're learning. To know that, a 12, to eight, that 12 to 18 year olds are thinking this deeply about scripture should encourage us and inspire us to be doing the same. What questions are you asking? What questions are you no longer asking? What questions have you never asked before? We need to be asking these questions and not just asking the questions, but then digging for the answers and trying to find them. We can do research. It's just way too easy right now. You open up the Google app on your phone and you can find out. You can go directly to the scriptures and read deeper using cross-references, notes that are in your, your Bible. Because it's when we dig and we think about scripture deeply that we can come into the understanding that, in, that is depicted in verse 8. Our help comes from the Lord who has made heaven and earth. Reading the Bible on a regular basis is the main way that you are going to know where your help comes from. Which leads me to the final point. The Bible really does apply to our lives today. As God inspired all the writings of the Bible, he was in every detail of those words. He was detailed enough that that book makes sense and impacts our lives thousands of years later. This should blow our minds. There weren't any paved roads or cars or cell phones or telephones or TVs or rocket ships. Yet we can still relate to the scriptures now. That's amazing. 
He knew which analogies were going to work well. He used general relationship terms and nature most often so that we could relate well to it today. God made sure, even in the details of scriptures, that it was timeless. In this passage at the beginning, the idea of someone being on our side is a relational concept that almost every one of us can understand. Probably because we've had someone not on our side before. Many of us have experienced people attacking us, being angry with us. So relationally, we may even know this physically. We can relate to this psalm. When Emily Burks asked me that question about where the, who the people were in this passage, I was awestruck by how careful God was that he made sure there were a couple different possibilities so that we couldn't just say, oh, it was that, and it was for that time, and that time only. God wanted to make sure that we could see, even thousands of years later, this psalm applies to our lives. Most of us have had the experience of an enemy in our lives and know what it feels like to not have someone on our side. And then to think about the fact that we are in battle with whatever we are, whether it's cancer, unemployment, marital strife, family tension, heartbreak, illness of any kind, God is on our side and he is present. When the psalmist And throughout scripture, uses these words that occur in nature, it makes them timeless. Well, as long as creation is in existence, and I have news for you, you are a part of creation. We can know and understand and relate to the scriptures. Phrases like swallowed alive are powerful because we can imagine it happening if we let our minds go there. Being engulfed by a flood is something that makes sense to us because we've at least seen it in the news. Waters, teeth, and birds are all things that everyone in this room has seen before and experienced. It's amazing to believe that that God had David write this song poetically and emotionally from his soul, yet it would still make sense to us metaphorically, poetically, and emotionally thousands of years later. Cars didn't exist. Cell phones didn't exist. Running water didn't even exist. Life was very difficult then, Yet God had the the psalmist write with analogies that would be universal to our language, culture, and time. It's easy to say in our society right now that the Bible doesn't really apply to me. Or the Bible doesn't really apply to everyone. It just applies to some people. We've heard far too often that the Bible is no longer relevant or current to our current culture. It's too intolerant. 
It does not relate to my current life. When I read this psalm, all I can think is I've never been with someone who hasn't related to this at one time or another in their life. It is very rare that people come and talk to me and tell me about how easy their life is and how well it's going. This psalm names how our lives can feel even on a daily basis, let alone some of our weeks, our months, and our years. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. But praise be to the Lord who who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. If we engage with these three concepts in our lives on a daily basis, think how much further along we would be in our walk with Christ, our journey towards a deeper relationship with Christ. Taking time to acknowledge acknowledge that life is hard, but God's present. The idea that we can all be theologians, we can all ask good, deep questions and work to find the answers. We can realize and live out the fact that the Bible applies to my life. On that note, I want to bring up someone who has been living this out in the last few months of her life. She's been living out the three things and she's been living out this psalm. And so I really wanted her to be able to come and share her story with us. So she's going to come up and she's going to share her story that has been going on for her over the last several months. See why I wanted her to share her story. Um, Now it's about your story. And as we sing this last song, Oceans, it has a lot to do with water. But I want you to take yourself into your story. And I want you to experience keeping your eyes on God. And if you're struggling during this song to be able to keep your eyes on God, we all, or all do that at times. If you need someone to pray with, remember that Rodney and Heather are here to pray with people. Take the opportunity to connect with someone who can be noticing with you where God is. Let's pray. God, we ask now as we sing this song that we would enter into our own story, that we would allow our eyes to rise above the waves and focus on you. Lord, we ask that you would bring glory to yourself through our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.